0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, January 8th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people of Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist you're ever going to go to. Make him the only dentist you go to. Call 317-849-2933. Indiana gets beat last night by Wisconsin in double overtime. Fans, I don't get fans on social media. I guess nothing on social media should really faze me. But Indiana fans are furious with the officiating. Maybe Trace Jackson Davis got fouled toward the end of regulation. I don't know, as he he made that that shot to try to win the game at the end of that regulation. But you know what? It, It wasn't the officiating that got Indiana beat. What got Indiana beat was Trace Jackson Davis didn't make a bucket from about six and a half minutes left in regulation through the rest of the game. He scored one point over those 16 minutes. You can't have your best player scro- score one point over those 16 minutes. Now he balled out. Prior to that, he scored 23. He had 12 boards. He played really, really well. I'm not blaming Trace Jackson Davis for the loss, but you got to get something right if your if your offense is almost solely dependent upon one guy putting the ball in the bucket, and that guy doesn't put the ball in the bucket for the last 16 minutes. 60 minutes plus of the game, you got a chance to lose that game. Trace Jackson Davis at the end of regulation with a shot to win. Uh, I'm not sure who was supposed to have the shot to win at the end of the first overtime. Al Durham, uh, th- th- there was some kind of miscommunication. I don't know exactly what happened. Trace Jackson Davis gives the ball to Durham on the left wing. I think that Durham was supposed to reverse course, move toward the top of the key, hand it to Phenasy. Phenasy is supposed to enter the ball to trace Jackson Davis on the block. That's what I think was supposed to happen. Uh, Durham didn't move toward the top of the key, so Phinnessy just kept coming, and he dragged his defender with him. You get a held ball, and all of a sudden, it's a second overtime, and in the second overtime, nothing went Indiana's way. They hit a foul shot, that shot by Jackson Davis, and then they had a three-pointer by Phinnessy, and that was it for the scoring over those last five minutes. But look, let's not get lost in the weeds about the loss, all right? Indiana shot the ball really well. Anthony Leal played legit defense, and if he can play legit defense, he's going to knock down shots, and that's what happened. I said yesterday, Indiana's got to find a shooter to be able to compete in this game. They found two of them. Leal was really good from deep. At one point, he was three of four. Jerome Hunter was really, really good. I thought Jerome Hunter played really well last night. If Jerome Hunter can defend, Indiana's going to win games. Because Jerome Hunter is an upgrade offensively and gives Indiana the kind of depth that they need at that position. And if Leal can knock down shots like he did, then you got something. I think this is a team that's going to start to figure it out. Maybe it should have been figured out already by Archie Miller and his staff. Maybe. However that they have figured something out, and that they took Wisconsin to two overtimes, that is a, uh, that's a stride in the right direction for Indiana. Uh, Nebraska next. Sunday, 6 o'clock. Then they've got Purdue. Then they've got six consecutive games against ranked opponents. That's going to be a tough stretch for Indiana. If they can win the next two and get to, what would that be, 4-3 and three in, in the Big Ten, And then go two and four against the ranked opponents. Uh, What's that, six and seven? Six and seven in the Big Ten? That would be pretty good after 13 games if they could do that. I don't know whether they can do that. This stretch of games, this is going to determine what Indiana is come March an NIT team or an NCAA tournament team. I think they're good enough to play in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, Purdue tonight at Michigan State, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Sparty is coming off a dominant win against Rutgers. And uh, the Boilers have lost two in a row against Rutgers and also against Illinois. Uh, then Butler, we've got Saturday at 4 o'clock. Hopefully, as the Colts are concluding a victory in Buff- Buffalo, we get to turn on, uh, on the TV and see uh, Butler beat up on UConn again, we hope. And the Pacers, they play Saturday night. After Butler beats up on UConn, we get to watch uh, the Pacers at Bankers Live Fieldhouse play against the Phoenix Suns, who are really playing good basketball this year. These are not the Phoenix Suns of a couple of years ago where you knew you were going to get a couple of wins if you were an Eastern Conference team playing against Phoenix. Uh, the Colts, Bills, tomorrow, 105 in the afternoon on CBS4. The Bills are six-point favorites. That spread has been... A uh, little down by a half point, which seems weird to me. I thought it was going to go up to seven or seven and a half. Six, not bad value. The over-under is 51. Uh, partly sunny and 36 is the forecast for game time tomorrow. That ain't bad in Buffalo on January 9th. That's a good thing for Phillip Rivers, for the receivers, for a lot of guys who are not accustomed to playing in the cold. They practiced outside. Yes. I don't know whether that makes a lot of sense. Does it make sense to get everybody all cold on Thursday because they're going to be cold again on Saturday? It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to go out in the cold on Saturday, you got to go out in the cold on Thursday to prepare to go out in the cold on Saturday. Does that make any sense? Doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Uh, injury news out of, uh, the Colts yesterday, Frank Wright confirmed that Rocky scene is not moving through the concussion protocol at a rate that would allow him to play tomorrow. Will Holden is not going to play tomorrow. DeForest Buckner will play, although he's listed as questionable. You know, he's going to play. He's not going to not play. You play all damn year. You get through all the bumps and the bruises and the injuries in order to play in the playoffs, not to sit in the playoffs. DeForest Buckner is a guy who you've got to think is going to wind up playing. Cardi Wellis is through the protocol and out the other side, and so he's going to play tomorrow. Uh, and then, and he better play well. They need good play out of their safeties. Safeties really haven't been a source of strength. Blackman started the season like a house of fire. first 11 games, he was terrific. And then the, uh, the last five, really not so good. And Willis, I think, has been pretty good all year long. Injuries for the Bills, uh, Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs were both limited yesterday and both are limited as, or uh, listed as questionable. It would be great if they both didn't play. And then, like we said yesterday, if Josh Allen could trip over a, a duffel bag and then sprain his thumb, his right thumb, not his left thumb, his right thumb, if he could get that done, that would be really good for the Colts. That would be helpful. Let's... Let's hope that there can be some intervention from some uh, spiritual force that is going to cause, uh, cause discomfort. Not injury necessarily, uh, but discomfort for Josh Allen that puts him in a position where he has trouble playing competitive football because he's really good. He's good with his feet. He's good with his arm. He's good all over the place. He's good in his head. This year, Bills are good because Josh Allen is really good. And Stefan Diggs is the best. Uh, all right. We consulted the Orb earlier this morning. We got up very early. We roused the Orb and we said, okay, Orb, for the love of God, give us some picks, please. It's been weeks. I know it's dark. I know you're sleeping. Can you give us some picks? And the Orb uh, accommodated us, which was really nice of him. Here are his picks. Here are the six games you've got this weekend. He only picked NFL wildcard games. Colts and the Bills. Colts, like I said, minus 60, over under 51. The orb says, take the bills, lay the points, and take the over. All right, I argued with him. I said, what are you doing? This is Indianapolis, for God's sake. Granted, it's far northeast side, but it's still Indianapolis. Can we get some love for the Colts? And he said, I don't choose based upon love and based upon heart. Look at me. I have no heart. I'm all brain. So he took the bills and uh, gives the points. Then at 440 tomorrow, you've got the Rams at Seattle. Uh, Seattle minus three and a half. 42 is the over-under. Goff is out, the herb told me. And so he's got Seattle covering the three and a half. And he's got the under 42. Thinks it's going to be something like 23-17. But the Rams might have a tough time scoring those 17. It may be a, uh, a turnover late that tips that to the over, but the orb doesn't think like that. He's going with the under. Uh, bucks at Washington plus eight. That game tomorrow night on uh, WTHR thirteen. The the orb does not like the over under bet of forty four and a half, so he's staying away from that. But he's taking the uh, the bucks um, with the. Uh, with the uh, given the eight, even though they're on the road, the football team, football club, whatever the hell they are in Washington, not good enough uh, at uh, to cover uh, that to win outright and 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 get to uh, uh, they're not going to win or to lose by eight or fewer. It's going to be the Bucks. This is when Brady plays his best football historically, and that's what's going to happen. So. He's got the Bills over, Seattle under, and the Bucks minus eight tomorrow. That's what the Orbs got. And then on Sunday, he's got Tennessee uh, getting three and a half. He loves that. Getting the three and a half, taking Tennessee because of Derrick Henry, best running back in the game. The under 54 and a half he thinks is a lock, he told me. Then you've got uh, the Bears at the Saints, saints A 10-point favorite, the over-under, 47. He's taking the Bears. And getting points, he's also taking the over. I think the Bears could win that game outright. I know that's crazy. I know Trubisky is not the future at quarterback. But but the Bears are a really confusing team. And what would confuse the McCaskey family and Ted Phillips more than winning this first-round game against the Saints? And all of a sudden you got to explain to a fan base either why Trubisky is the franchise quarterback or why he is not. That seems like a lot of fun. The Orb taking the Bears and getting those 10. Uh, The Steelers, minus 6. He's taken the Steelers, minus 6. And the under, 47.5. With the Browns dealing with COVID and Pittsburgh not in any damn hurry to score a whole bunch of points, I think the under is a pretty good number at 47.5. Let's celebrate some birthdays today. The great Conrad Brunner celebrating a birthday today. The great Bruno, happy birthday, Bruno. Mackenzie Roth, happy birthday. Sally Irvin, Rich McCann, happy birthday. The great Jeff Christensen, happy birthday. Jeff Laurie, happy birthday. Jay Ammerman, happy birthday. Jennifer Hallowell, happy birthday. The great Sonny Troutman, what a high school basketball player at buff. Troutman was and then going to Ohio University, he was outstanding there. Linda Kanetsi, Con- uh, happy birthday! Jeffrey Cowles, Jeff Warner, and Randy Renault, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports Now, breaking down the Bills and the Colts. What are the things you need to know about this game? We're going to tell you. About three o'clock this afternoon, cannot wait to do that.